Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me once again, right here in, let's call it the kitchen again, my sidekick. Dr. Heisenberg, for your kitchen pleasure. All right. That's what got said today. (laughs) Who knows what it'll be next week? Um, Not even me. There we go. There we go. Kitchen pleasure. Whatever. That's uh, that's how we roll here. It's exciting. It's crazy. I didn't say anything weird like ribbed for your kitchen pleasure because that wouldn't make sense. Well, now you did. Yeah, but it's a it's a meta saying. I mean, I didn't say it when it was time to say a thing. I said it in you know, it's like commentary on the thing I said. Oh yeah, but which one are people going to remember? They're going to remember the horrible one. Ah, they're they're going to imagine me ribbed in the kitchen. I don't even know what that could mean. Me neither. So, on that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's pick this week's topic. Okay. Just do it quick. Get sounds, it sounds get away fun. from this this topic. Yeah, bro. You got the dice. I've got a lot of dice because it's an especially big list. All right. That, by the way, listeners, is no excuse not to send your own. Yeah. Because uh, just because it's a big list doesn't mean that a bunch of people didn't all send in many topics, so maybe there aren't so many people on the list and your name's not getting mentioned if you didn't send one in. I have noticed in the last couple of weeks that we have neglected to say all our internet-y things on the show. So, in case you guys are coming in late, yeah. uh, the email address is topics at thebeak.org. Yep. Uh, just thebeak.org to come to our main website. And, uh, yep. you know. and once you're there, you can leave a, leave a suggestion for a topic in the comments. That's right. Uh, we have our little Twitter feeds up there. You can send us a topic via Twitter. You can email it at the address he said. You know, show up at our house and, like, give us a list of topics on a soiled sheet of loose leaf, whatever. I mean, I'm less enthusiastic about that one. But. It doesn't have to be soiled. Yeah. But, you know, whatever gets you there. And, uh. Yeah. Come so, yeah. Uh, join in the fun. Yeah, you cannot get glory if you don't send topics. So. Alright, well, let's give somebody some glory right now. Indeed, let's just get a big old hot pile of glory on someone's face. That's worse than the kitchen thing, isn't it? That's called a Beakland steamer. Well, time to kill myself. <laughs> After the show. I mean, you got to do the show first. But, yeah. Okay, that's, uh, that's a lot, actually. Hold on, let me add it all up, because it's a lot. Uh, I didn't even know you own this many dice. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that is a 27. 27? Yeah, holy crap. And well, that, i, I got to stop you there, Johnny. The, this uh, week's episode has an armor class of 28, so that is a miss. We should not even be fighting that at our level. What the... Okay, you know what, whatever. <laughs> um, that would be ghosts, real or imaginary, suggested by Cassie in Salton, Washington. Oh, thank you, Cassie. Yes. Ghosts. Ghosts, real or imaginary. Imaginary uh, as far as I know. Yeah, I'm going to say, from what I've seen, imaginary so far... Yeah. Just based on the fact that uh, it it seems to me Uh that a house is far more likely to be reported as haunted if a Wiccan lives there. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, there's totally a ghost in my house. Uh, I'll bet someone got murdered there. You know, you really can't get away with saying that if if it's not an old house. Well, yeah. Yeah, why did all the previous owners of the house not... Know about that. Unless it was built on an Indian burial ground, you know. In which case, that's cool enough on its own, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. You just dig up arrowheads. Yeah, or people, what, I mean, whatever. Like, they didn't just bury their arrowheads there. <laughs> well, no, no. 
Um, Not what burial ground means. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's the place where we just bury stuff. Like when we get bored, because there's nothing to do. Then you'd be building your house on the Indian trash dump. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah, a, and they didn't have those as much. Yeah, no, they were. They used every part. So I get the feeling they really didn't dump their arrowheads. They just kind of used them until they lost them. You know what happened to your arrowhead? It's in that guy. Oh well, I don't feel like getting that. Yeah, I hit, I hit him in the leg. He's running away, but he's got my arrowhead. Shit. Well, we can make more. It's just a rock. And scene. <laughs> and that's a portrait of early America for you. To enjoy. It could be. I, I'm sure the conversation happened at some point. I mean, replace that guy with maybe that buffalo. Yeah, whatever. I, I think a buffalo can probably take several arrowheads. I, I would imagine so. You know. Yeah, well, they, well, they'd use a whole arrow. They weren't just hucking arrowheads. Where, where are you getting this information? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean... Why do I, you keep leaving out steps? <laughs> and they're not even, like, steps that you should be remembering. They're steps that the people who originally did this remembered for you, which you are going back in and voluntarily taking back out. <laughs> it's like, in my fantasia of early America, they didn't put the arrowheads on arrows. They just chucked them at stuff. In which case, why would you call it an arrowhead? You wouldn't. You'd call it a sharp rock. But yes. Yeah. There was probably one guy who was really bad at archery. Like, really just uncoordinated. Couldn't pull the bow right. Getting himself, getting himself tangled. So one day, you know, the chief just hands him a handful of arrowheads. And he's like, you know what? Just throw these. Fuck it. You're a klutz. Yeah. At, at, at best, you'll do slightly more than you would with a bow. At worst, you break even. Yeah, you know, we would assign you to basket weaving, but you're just as clumsy at that, so... Exactly. You're buffalo cannon fodder. And see. <laughs> I really have no idea how offensive this actually is. I'm sure both of these things must have happened once. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not... See, I don't think it's offensive because we're not... We're not depicting this as, you know, some sort of Native American problem. It's just people being people. Yeah. You know, every culture has silly people. That's true, <laughs> and uh, and in the good ones, they they give them stuff to throw. So yeah, that's uh, you know an, an enlightened society that has a job for everyone. You know, everyone's a, a part of the group effort. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, okay, Bob, you're in charge of throwing shit at Buffalo. I don't know why his name would be Bob, but I don't feel like coming up with a funny name for him. Yeah, probably not Bob, but yeah. Although, I mean, if the movie stereotype is you know where. It, you get, like, uh, an extension to your name or a title based on past deeds. Yeah, yeah. It'd probably be Bob the guy who throws arrowheads. That's true. Or yeah. Bob Arrowhead Thrower or something. Yeah. But yeah. that's probably not really how those names exist. That's no. really just an old movie convention. And, and, you know, even in movies, they get a little colorful with that. The guy never actually danced with a wolf. Yeah, that's true. As sweet as that would be. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now that you mention it, if you just... If you just interrupted that movie with, like, you know, like a Bobby Hill kind of thing, and he's just dancing around with the dog. Yeah, dog dancing, yeah. Yeah. Just wolf in costume, in a little cowgirl costume, <laughs> dancing with the guy. That'd be a completely different movie. Let's get David Lynch on that. Okay. And uh, let's talk us about some ghosts. All right. And uh, are they real or imaginary, and uh, 
Because we've already determined having a house built on an Indian burial ground is, uh, you know, it's its own set of things, but it's not necessarily a ghostly problem. Here's my problem with the whole are ghosts real thing, okay? Now, I personally have never encountered anything remotely ghost-like in my personal experience of near 30 years. Also here, yes. I have occasionally encountered people who have made claims that they have seen ghosts. Now, being a curious person who's not terribly timid, my first response is usually, cool, where? I want to see it. Yeah. Show me. And then they never do. Yeah. It's like, there's a there's a ghost in my house. I saw it once. It's like, oh, when do you see it? Like like at night sometimes. Can I come over and, and like, sit in that room and, and watch for the ghost tonight? No, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about something else. Uh, well, that's not fair. If, if, if it's that scary... Yeah. Leave. I, I mean, like, I know moving is a pain in the ass, and it can be expensive, and it sucks finding a new place. Yeah. But, like, if I had reason to believe that the guy next door was cutting people up with chainsaws, my instinct would be spend a lot less time in this building. Or call the police. Well, and call the police, but even then, just stay the hell away until it's dealt with. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like, don't want him, you know... You don't want the chainsaw guy... Right. Seeing that it was you who, who turned him in. Because even if he, he he's not cutting people up in there... Uh-huh. I, I'm guessing the reason you're calling is because you've heard a chainsaw and screaming, which means he has a chainsaw, he's doing something that's making people scream. So that's... Logical. yeah. That's, like, two things I don't want him doing to me. Yeah, good point. You know, so... But no... I have been in a similar position. People tell me, oh, there's a ghost in my house. Yeah. I will say, may I see him yeah. or her. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, because, you know, oh, he doesn't come out that often. Or, no, you really don't want to. And I'm like, I think I do. No, you don't. Don't tell me what I want. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, they'll say, well, sure, you can come by, but you won't come out if strangers are around. And I'm like... Yeah, how how convenient. But this is a bashful ghost. Is he a hamster? <laughs> is it a ghost of a hamster? Like when strangers come over, does he hide in his ghostly habit trail? <laughs> and if the habit trail is ghostly, wouldn't that make it semi-transparent? Wouldn't I be able to see him in there? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, this the same kind of thing works for Ouija boards. That is true. I've never found a Ouija board to be even mildly intimidating because it's a piece of cardboard. Uh-huh. With a bit of plastic that people push around the alphabet, and uh, even if nobody's trying to fake it, yeah, if five people have their fingers on a rotating bit of plastic, yeah, it's probably going to move towards something. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, the thing about the Ouija board that really <coughs> just kills the intimidation factor for me, yeah, is the Milton Bradley logo. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a big part of it. Like, you see that, and it's just this reminder that they make millions of these. Mm-hmm. And people buy them at Toys R Us. Right, right. If you see the, the Milton... store with the big, friendly giraffe. If you see the MB logo on it, your first thought is, this is a toy. It's, it's two aisles down from the pink aisle with all the Barbie dolls, okay? Yeah. It's, it's between, you know, the video games and the kickballs. Yeah. It's it's at the store where when I was nine, I went and got my picture taken with a guy in a Ninja Turtle suit. Mm-hmm. It, it, 
And and, and this is where Ouija boards come from. This is not a place you buy items to commune with the beyond. Yeah, you're not getting the withered monkey's paw and the yeah, you know, no, you don't go the scrying orb. And you, you go into the Toys R Us, you're like, oh, why? This is a wonderful Ouija board. Can you please direct me to the section where your books on the occult are? Oh, <laughs> you don't have that section because you are a toy store. <laughs> well, that just is crazy. <laughs> but but let's say you know you get the same problem though. Because you get the you know the people with the Ouija board and that that believe it or I'm not, I don't want to call them credulous but I I will and uh, the people who believe it or the people who are at least prepared to think that something is going on when it's being moved around well that's the thing you know they they say holy shit there's there's a demon in here it's it's we gotta stop this it's this thing is haunted or possessed or something it's gonna tell us horrible things yeah I my first thought is bring it bitch yeah I if there's a demon in that cardboard i want to see it come on out i'm not afraid it's like every time i've ever used one it's never been somebody who thinks they're talking to a demon it's somebody who they think they're talking to just a dead person and it's like that's not scary to me because yeah a, I, i've been to funerals right they don't do much yeah b okay he can come back as a ghost a that's encouraging to me that's like oh good I don't necessarily have to die. I'd like some details. Ultimately, talking to a ghost would be informative. Yeah. Because even if they weren't helpful, even if it was, say, a crazy ghost that kept repeating some horrible moment from its past or something, yeah. you'd still learn a lot about the nature of, uh, you know, death. Yeah. It's like, it, what is implied is whoever this ghost is, no matter if he's, no matter how stupid he was when he was alive, yeah. he's dead now, he's been through the process... He hopefully remembers it. Right. And if nothing else, proving the existence of a ghost would, I think, prove the existence of the soul. Or, you know, some echo of consciousness, at least, that persists after death. Right, exactly. Some some kind of, uh... Yeah. Some persistence of consciousness after death. <laughs> yeah, you said pretty well that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and people get freaked out when it's just a dead guy. Like, oh shit, he must have been a warlock. Where are you getting this from? <laughs> How many warlocks do you think there are? Good ones, not the guy at the magic shop yeah. in the robe. It's like, How many warlocks do you think were living in this area 200 years ago? <laughs> like, none. Yeah, probably. Gen- generally. Statistically speaking. Yeah, I mean, they're probably... I, I mean, it's a... You know, uh, New York, as an example, is a much bigger city now than it was 200 years ago. Right. Probably still pretty slim on actual warlocks. Yeah, how many warlocks do you think are in the town now? I haven't met any. No. And I've been looking, so... (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some, you know, steampunk kids. Yeah. I mean, if you put up a sign that says, you know, like, hey, are you a warlock? Call me. You're going to get a bunch of people talking about their Warcraft character, you know? Yeah. So. Which would be fun in a different way. Well, yeah, you know, get the nerds together, have some beers, but I mean... Yeah. Yeah, no actual warlocks happening, except for the ones who work at CNN, which is its own thing. And Well, that's... Yeah, that's I mean, that's, different. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's a Sunnydale kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you know how, like, on Buffy, there's that one town where everybody is a warlock or a demon or a vampire or, a, you know... Some kind of latent hell beast, yeah. or or somebody who fights those things. Yeah, yeah. CNN is like that, okay. but that's not you know normal. Beyond that, CNN is an international organization. They're not all here. I mean, 
Yeah, they're all and over the country, they're all over the world. And there, there, there is something to be said about active recruiting. One prominent necromancer, more are probably going to turn up once yeah. they find out. I mean, there's a reason they fired Glenn Beck. Well, there is. Well, no argument there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's two reasons they fired Glenn Beck. Because <laughs> he sucks and because he's a hobgoblin? Sure, whatever. Yeah. What, you know those TV shows about ghosts like Ghost Hunters and all that shit? I am quite familiar with them. They irritate me. Well, yeah, because they, they, they're very sensationalistic. I mean, it's like you're watching Maury Povich. With ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you don't, you don't feel like they're trying to do a good job of investigating the paranormal. You feel like they're trying to go, ooh, boogie spooky. Yeah. You know. First off, why do you need the night vision goggles? Probably because they're, they're going they're, somewhere dark. They're not terrorist snipers. They're ghosts. I mean, yeah, but I guess on, like, fictional shows, yeah. a ghost is probably illuminated because it comes out at night and you have yeah. to be able to see it. That's cinematic. Yeah. But would a ghost be... What would a ghost look like? I think it would just look like a dude. Or a lady. It would look like whoever it was beforehand, probably. Like, I, a, like a semi-transparent version or something? Maybe. I don't I mean, know. Maybe well, that's just, the thing. Maybe it would just be a person in the room. Like, like you remember The Shining? Oh, yeah. The Shining, that, that hotel was always very brightly lit. Right. And the ghost would just show up and look like regular people. And or it like, was terrifying. Or like in The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's I a good mean, point. I mean, then, then they looked like regular people with holes in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. terrifying too. But it was always brightly lit rooms. You know, like the ghost never like waited, crouched in dark corners and shit. They but would, would, it, would it show up in night vision, I wonder? I mean, See, that's the thing. This is an incorporeal being. How do we know the night vision isn't actually making them harder to see? Right. And the whole problem with the ghost, you know, it's just basically a person that without the meat mm-hmm. that makes a person, how are photons bouncing off of that in the first place? I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe, uh, that's probably where the whole idea of the ghost being illuminated comes from. It's its own light source, you know. Ah, which just raised further questions. Yeah. The, the problem with shows like Ghost Hunters but is But then the, it's like, you know what happens if you have, like, an isolated light source on night vision? Like, it, it's just this big white-green blur thing, you know? It looks like shit. Yeah, you can't see anything, yeah. you know. The problem with shows like Ghost Hunters is... They're not asking these questions. Yeah. Which would make it a real investigative show. Yeah. They're going, Oogie Boogie, oh my god, that was a noise, it must be a ghost, we're getting close now! Did you guys feel it? It's, oh my god, it's so scary! Wow! And he's putting his face up in there like the fucking Blair Witch Project yeah. and shit. Here's what I want to do, okay? I'm going to throw out this proposal. Okay. And anyone who wants it, it will require funding. So if anybody wants to fund this... As a TV show, or a real project, or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the... I think I know where you're going with this. The Beak Paranormal Investigative... That's exactly where I thought you were going yes, with this. Yes. The Beak Paranormal Detective Agency, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's with us, mm-hmm. and if there's enough funding, we can recruit other heroes, like Captain Fun or Charlie Slick. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Or Dr. Soxenberg. Yeah, you had to go there. I did, actually. So all right, well, you know, we'll deal we'll, with it. We'll get to we'll get to what he's been up to in a minute. Okay, teasers. No, like um, what I want to do is I want to approach ghost investigation like the MythBusters. Okay. Okay. Ghost hunters meets MythBusters. Pretty simple premise for a TV show starring us. 
or hell, we'll just do it for real, do both, reality show, however you want to do it. But I, yeah. I assume if we do it for real, we'll tape it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the, two, the two concepts go together. Yeah. Start out like Ghost Hunters, people report, you know, suspected haunted houses, haunted places, that kind of thing, yeah. where someone, for whatever reason, think there has been ghost activity. We go in there. We ask real science questions. We take in scientific experts. Yeah. You know? And if I ever see a ghost, like, you know, you know who I'm going to call? I'm going to I'm gonna call up the museum and ask for Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And say, come help me work out the photons. And you know what? Fuck scientists on this one. You know who I would love to see on a ghost hunter show? Who's that? Is a plumber and an electrician. Because when you hear weird rattling and oh, banging absolutely. in an old building... Absolutely. Who better to answer what that might be oh, yeah. than the guys who work in the guts of old buildings? We go find a super... A man whose job is to fix everything at a moment's notice in an old building. Yes. Any Brooklyn super will know more about ghosts than those assholes on Ghost Hunter. Absolutely. So right there, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get plumbers and yeah, electricians. What, what is yeah. the job of the super? It's to fix stuff in decaying buildings at a moment's notice mm-hmm. and clear out the old people who have died. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, oh, that crazy old shut-in lady died a month ago. Yeah. Well, I'm the one who found her. <laughs> and I'll know if there's a ghost. And I'm a professional exterminator. I can tell you if it's a possum. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's a ghost. No, it's ten rats. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm good at climbing stuff. So You're good at asking tough questions. Is what you're, you're good at skepticism. I would like to climb some stuff. For this show, we yes, you can climb stuff. Cool, okay. absolutely. I got climb to, stuff. I got to go choose for that. So okay, not cool. the ones I usually wear. The other shoes. You're you're, you're better at climbing stuff than, than Captain Fun because he has a bad knee. So yeah, you're on climbing duty. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So whatever. The point is that yeah, I'd like to go into a haunted house with with a with a super with a plumber with an electrician, the people who would know what's going on inside the walls. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, or, uh, or, or like an engineer or an architect, you know, somebody who knows just buildings inside and out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, w- I want a physics expert, too, on the off, at least have one on call. Uh-huh. On the off chance that we see something we can't explain, yeah. you know, I, I want a few, you know, thermodynamics and whatnot just to back it up. Some yeah. some guy who I can a- actually ask questions about shit like that. Yeah. You know. I mean, and... Where do you think that light is coming from? How can that be generating out of nothing? That exactly. Kind of yeah. And and really, I mean, the, the night vision, you know, why do they have to be in the room with the spooky stuff? Buy a tripod. Leave the camera there. Maybe the ghost will come out if he thinks there are no people around. Well, you if it's a be- really old ghost, he won't know it's a camera. <laughs> a really old ghost would talk like um, those, uh, those colonial town places. You know, that, like those tourist Oh, stops. yeah, where, like, yeah. when you take a picture of the blacksmith, he's like, I say, what is this curious device you wield? And some fancy buttons there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so perhaps, yes, the ghost would see the camera and say that. Yeah. Perhaps he would be a colonial Williamsburg blacksmith. Absolutely. That'd be that great. Would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but the point being, I think this would be a great reality show or whatever, starring us... Or, yeah, I mean, starring yeah. us, or at least producers, we could be producers. You know? Yeah, you know, Idea Men, you know. Yeah, I mean, Discovery Channel, what's up? Yeah. We watch you a lot. You've, I, honestly, I'm not huge on Shark Week, but I watch a lot of Discovery Channel, so, you know, I mean. You know what, you know what is weird about Shark Week is I am 100% in favor of Shark Week. Yeah. 
I think it's a great idea. I think it's wonderful that they do it. I don't actually sit down and watch it that much. I have no interest. <laughs> See, I like the you know I like it when they have their regular shows do specials. Yeah, no, like I like Mike Rowe, you know, dives for sharks or the yeah. Mistbusters make shark robots or Darren yeah, well, Grills eats a shark. I did love that shark robot. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> and and sharks are great. I love Shark Week, but I don't actually watch Shark Week. No, I don't. I don't celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I we're not observant. I'm in favor of it. Yeah, we're we're reformed sharkists. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like I want bacon on my shark. Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what a reformed sharkist would do. I guess being able to eat bacon would be one of the things. <laughs> well, I hope you wouldn't actually eat the shark. They're in danger. I don't know. You can order shark at a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wondered about that. And there are probably some non-endangered kinds of sharks. It, it probably depends on the species. Yeah, yeah, that's not the point. Yeah, no. I, even if even if you know nobody wants to hire us, I still think this would be a nice counterpoint to the ghost debate. Yeah, you know, hell, bring bring a um, bring like an Anglican priest or something. I don't I don't mind having both sides of the coin. Yeah, bring a holy man to give his perspective. Yeah, that's totally okay with along with the plumber and and the adventurers and everything else. Although, frankly, any any mainline holy man from pretty much any major religion. Yeah, uh, or at least any any major uh, Western or Abrahamic religion or whatever denounces the very possibility of ghosts because because it denies God's grace and yeah yeah. So fuck it, bring a Buddhist. Yeah, bring a Buddhist. Just bring bring a monk. Whatever. Whatever. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying I don't want to, you know, be like that doesn't have a place because you know investigating ghosts is mysterious yeah, and whatnot. No, I mean, yeah. If, I, frankly, if we find one, that throws open the doors to all sorts of supernatural shit. Yeah, totally. And then you want some kind of you know monk around. Yeah, I mean, frankly, if we find a ghost, yeah, the next special I want to do for that show is we go to the North Pole, we find Santa Claus. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he's probably. I mean, I don't want to be an elf, but I, I he must need someone in an administrative position. I mean, I would hire a geneticist to um to to pinpoint the uh, flying reindeer chromosome. Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't want a flying dog because that would just shit everywhere. But like a flying cat, maybe. Yeah, or at the very least, I would want to be able to patent it and sell it yeah. to other people who don't realize what a bad idea it is. That's true. Yeah. If you make flying cats, then you're... There's pretty much nowhere you can put the ham that will be safe. That's true. They would get into everything even more. I mean, it's bad enough that they can jump, like, three feet. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I put my sandwich on the counter, and I just hope that they kind of honor the social contract and don't go for it. I wouldn't count on that. Exactly. Yeah. No, No. I watch it. If they're in the room, (laughs) I don't leave the sandwich with them. (laughs) Hell, you know, that's something that Ghost Hunters should bring with them, is a <clears throat> bag of catnip. Because sometimes it's just a cat. That's true. <laughs> or, a, or a bloodhound to sniff out just various things. A bloodhound would be a great thing to bring along. Yeah. I mean, that's why we need funding. Yeah. I mean, in in, uh, in that sense, the Scooby-Doo gang were ahead of the game, because <laughs> having a dog along is useful. Yeah. Having a talking dog along is usually useful. That's, hard, could, that's harder to swing. Well, that's harder to swing, but he could tell you what it is. Actually, no. Scooby-Doo, when I think about it, uh-huh. even though the whole premise of that show is that it always turns out to be, you know, someone running an especially elaborate con. Yeah. Like, and Velma always solves it, but Fred gets to unmask him because he's a douche. 
Uh-huh. Beyond all that, that dog was actually useless. Not just because <laughs> he, he was always stoned and Shaggy was always stoned and they just reinforced each other in their own little super stupid stoner game, whatever. Right. I do that. Or did that. I don't really do that anymore. But, uh... <laughs> But uh, the, the point is that that dog was useless because they always recognized the guy when they unmasked him. And mm. at any point, the dog could have said, Hey, the monster smells just like the guy who owns the old amusement park. That's a good point. He never did that. Yeah. I, I, I have to assume that all the pot must have infected Scooby's nose or something. I, I guess, because, I mean, you, you don't need to be a bloodhound for that. Pretty much any dog can do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, a pug can do that. A pug can recognize you by smells. And pugs were bred to look like they've been kicked in the face and aren't able to breathe properly. Yeah, yeah. But a pug can do that. So, right, exactly. I mean, surely a, a, a strapping Great Dane like Scooby-Doo would be able to handle it. Hey, speaking of Scooby-Doo... Would uh, would people who have uh, a fetish for women who look like Velma, I, if you were going to coin a term, would you call them jinkies? Look, don't call us that, okay? <laughs> we hate that. <laughs> and don't act like you just made that up. You read that, okay, on the website that you're not supposed to know that I go to. And Is that real? Did I not coin that? No, I have no idea. Oh, okay, <laughs> shit. I if, just, if I just I, wish that was a real website. If I coin that, I want credit. Even if it's offensive. And it is. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're the great Satan to us now. So That's fine. I'll just add it to the list of things I'm the great Satan of. Yeah. The point being, on that show, I don't know if it was actually Ghost Hunters or if it was a show like Ghost Hunters. There's more than one. There are several. The point yeah. is, I, I, I was, for some goddamn reason, watching it once. Uh-huh. And it was, it was a best of. It was a clip show. Uh-huh. And they were talking about, like, the scariest shit they've ever seen. Uh-huh. And they said, oh, the most amazing thing we've ever seen was uh, we were in this room and there was obviously a strong presence there and our cameraman was just thrown to the ground by something. And you it's mean like, he tripped? Well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, it's possible he was... He would have. He didn't say he tripped. I think he was standing still. Uh huh. So yeah, it's possible a ghost threw him to the ground. Yeah. Or it's possible he had a stroke and you made him keep filming. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that he has like some kind of blood clot or something in his brain, and that he's just like sitting on like a ticking aneurysm bomb. Yeah, you should go to a doctor, cameraman <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, that cameraman, that the cameraman who that happened to, please get an MRI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have more important things to do right now. I know it's expensive, but I'm pretty sure you're in a union or something. So, and and beyond that, frankly, you're all a bunch of fucking cowards. Okay, I'm not afraid of a strong presence. If you think there's a ghost or a monster with a strong presence, and you're too much of a pussy to walk into the room, yeah. call me. I will go into the fucking room. And I will insult the ghost. Yeah, you know why that room is scary? Because it's really dark, and there could be a guy with a knife in there. Yeah. Or maybe some kind of animal. There could be wolves in there, to go back to the wolves again. In which case, I will take a lamp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take a lamp and a gun. Yeah. (laughs) That's basically all you need to defend yourself from maniacs and wolves. Right. And, you know... A gun is not effective against a ghost. Yeah. The gun is for things that aren't ghosts. Exactly. So you're really just eliminating possibilities there. Yeah, I mean, gun's not going to hurt a ghost, so if you shoot it, 
and it dies, not a ghost. Yeah. Just like if you throw her in a lake and she dies, not a witch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's our show that we would like to do. That's I think our show this week. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty much. So uh, get hey, in touch with us about that. Did you see that horrible commercial on YouTube? Um, oh, with uh, <laughs> narrows it down. No, yeah, about the, with uh, with uh, an old friend of ours. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Dr. Soxenberg has made his uh, small, small, small screen debut. He's he's coming up in the world. He's got a contract with uh, the North, North American, American Spaghetti, Spaghetti Council. Council. Yeah. Yes, and he's doing commercials for them. So, uh, yeah, you want to see Dr. Soxenberg, just, uh, you know, look for him on YouTube. Yeah, we got a link to it on thebeak.org. We do. We um, do. Go, go check that out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm in it. So that's fun. Yeah, so you're complicit in this crime. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just sitting there reading uh, Wilhelm Reich. And, um, and yeah, you forgot you were on camera. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's what happened. That's what happened. So <laughs> I had my Sesame Street moment there. Yep. Yeah. Well, the point is that Dr. Soxenberg is on YouTube, and I know some of you kids out there wanted more Dr. Soxenberg. He's back for all you Soxenberg superfans. God help us. I'm kidding. God doesn't hear the cry of someone who's... Looked into the eyes of Dr. Soxenberg. <laughs> it's too late. That lifeless plastic visage. Oh, God. It has no soul, but somehow it has the power to constantly insult me. Did somebody say Dr. Soxenberg? Hey, no. It's it's too late in the show for you. Aw, oh, really? Yes. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Why did we give him a key? Hey, Dr. Soxenberg, I was wondering, is the North American Spaghetti Council just some kind of front for a global conspiracy for the Church of the Fl- Flying Spaghetti Monster? Like, is this some kind of big Pastafarian plot that we're just getting in on the ground floor of? Let me answer your question with another question. Okay. Why don't you shut the hell up? That's all I needed to know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell Dr. Soxenberg to leave. Bite my ass! No, you're going to leave. So, uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he's actually doing the pushing his hand down motion that you guys can't see. Shut up, he's real. <laughs> anyway, he's about as real as ghosts. Until next week, scene. Have a good breakfast, everybody. I said scene. That's the scene. Yeah, this is uh, this is DVD commentary. Yeah, totally. All right, now you're listening to the DVD commentary of episode 21 of Breakfast for the Beak. Yeah, it's just going to be us talking over the whole episode, which is just us talking. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty special for you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, it's actually going to be, it's, you know, just uh, play this track over the other track, and you won't be able to tell what we're saying in any of it because we'll be interrupting ourselves. That's actually the end of the show now. Okay, we're done. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm.